All right, everyone. We got a good one for you tonight on Top 5. We're listing our favorite rock singers of all time. Welcome to Top 5 with Joey Casada. Starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Paul? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top 5. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm Meatloaf. Finally made it to paradise. But no oh, death. Crap. That's disgusting. Unbelievable. Too soon. What's the matter with you? I love too soon. <laughs> and he's back. He has not been banned from the show yet. Ernie's lynch mob has not caught up with him yet. It's the doctor, the monster. Was that a spitting cobra? Yeah, you know damn right it was. <laughs> What's you happening, know boys? Damn well it is. <laughs> What's up? Nothing. Top five rock singers. That's what's up. That's right. We got a good one tonight. But before we get into all that, let's talk about last week's episode. We we had a fun one, but we also held a contest that's still still actively going on. <clears throat> Buy two Ernie t-shirts available on Amazon.com. Wear one, hold another one up, and take a picture of yourself and send it to us at top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. And we will have you on the show as a guest appearance. Okay. So again, I'm gonna I'll I'll put I forgot to post the link last week until later in the week. So I'm gonna post it again this week. First person to send it in. I haven't gotten the picture yet because obviously I think shirts have been ordered, but no one has gotten their shirts yet. So there's still time. If you have Amazon Prime, you still might be able to jump on this contest. Ernie t-shirts available on Amazon right now. I will post the link right now. Is there any bonus that they stomp the butter too while wearing the shirt? Oh, well, I mean, if they stomp, if they are, yes. If they stomp the butter while wearing an Ernie shirt, while holding an Ernie shirt, not only do they come on, they get to pick the topic. Wow. Impressive. I wish I was eligible. <laughs> you who said you're not? You could buy two. All the money, all the proceeds go to the uh, the Joey Foundation. For me, it'd be stop the margin. <laughs> Most proceeds in my life always went to the Joey Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the first Billy Yo show. Or was it the first? When did we make all the money? Was it Lamore's? Lamore's. We took all the to, money and put it right on the bar, to, right? It went to the Lamore Snyder Foundation. <laughs> Lamore's. <laughs> we never we we made money, but we never actually took the money home. It always just stayed at the bar wherever we were. Oh, right, but yeah, that was when we had little money. But the Lamore show, we made a lot of money. Well, me and you did. Yeah, 
I don't think we ever turned it over. I don't know if they have, I don't know if the, the playground boys ever heard that full story, but yes. So we have to sell <laughs> tickets to our Lamore show 30, 30 plus years ago now. And obviously as we're selling tickets, I have my envelope that says playground money. Tommy has his envelope that says playground money. And by the end, we're supposed to turn it in and that's the band money. I don't know what happened, but I don't think we ever turned it in. Okay. I think Brian and uh, Steve were like, and Brendan were like, is that your friend Billy? No, no, it looks like him, but no. Oh, that's not No, him. no, no, no. I didn't, he didn't buy a ticket from me. He must have no, bought it. No, 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 no. They all bought tickets at the door. They didn't buy them from us. <laughs> is that your friend Jimmy? No, 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 no. It looks like him. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, we were eating and drinking good for a couple months there. Oh, we were rich. <laughs> rich. All right, before we get into this great topic, we, you know, we got to play. I know, I think the doctor's on the, I know he's at work. I see the steam engine behind him, whatever the hell that thing is. Uh, so I'm not sure if he's on the clock, but we're going to play the infamous, the world renowned doctor. What are you drinking tonight? Oh, because I'm at work, I'm drinking coffee. Wait, hold on. Put it closer to the camera. <laughs> The cup even doesn't believe you. <laughs> it smells a little bit like licorice, black licorice. No, 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 no. What could be in that Goddamn. Ernie, what are you drinking? Uh this is um water. Whoa. When you see a, when I see a red cup, I only think of two words jungle juice. <laughs> I think of four words. What did you do? <laughs> that, that's usually like we're having a benefit when uh, when we broke the pool. Uh, we were doing something for the band. We always do a keg party. And those red cups always came out. We, we always use red cups in this house. Son. <laughs> we have no washing machine. Well, I mean, no no uh, dishwasher, I should say. Yeah, the the well, dishes do not go in the washing machine, Ernie. That's yes. no good. Uh, well, we don't have uh, we don't have either anyway. But obviously, why he uses plastic cups? Right, he puts them in the washing machine. This way, they don't break. <laughs> but we have had some jungle juice parties where people decided not to use the cups, right, Ernie? Well, ran out of cups. And what and what did they wind up doing? Well, as we walked in, we had I saw Roger just have his whole head like immersed in the like drowning. Just, just it was in Wildwood, right? Was it wild water yeah. or, or yeah right so right obviously jungle juice is basically just all hundred liquors all different combined and then just some juice high C usually the remember the cans we just have them lined up all over the place we would put it in a cooler put ice in it and that that was your juice but you take your cup and you probably dip it in and that's usually how you got the juice in your cup even that's a little filthy if you really think about it you're sticking your hand probably in the juice but anyway. We we walk into one of these parties and our friend was it Roger? I I believe it was yeah. Roger Young. Yeah. <clears throat> Roger had his head completely submerged into the juice, drinking it. What's wrong? With, what's wrong with bobbing for juice? <laughs> and if you got a good friend, he'll hold your feet up for you normally and let allow you to go in and help you out. That's how we do it. But the uh, the, the the cooler was also called the coffin. It wasn't your regular cooler. Right, it was one of those giant yeah, 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 yeah. And right. germs, Joey. Nothing could live in jungle juice. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> Not even Very COVID. good point. Not even COVID. <laughs> I believe that was the ceiling fan night. Oh yes, 
and the oh. couch. Oh, one of my favorite stories of all time. Joe Bacardi. My first drummer. Uh, uh, we walk in. Right. So basically, we walk in. We see Roger submerged in the jungle juice. We keep walking into the next room, and we hear the sound. We hear. We're like, what the hell is that? We look at, we go in the room. There are, there's a guy standing on a chair. Joey Scotter. No, Sco no, I thought it was Bacardi. Joey, no, Bacardi. Bacardi. Right. Joey Bacardi. So there's a ceiling fan obviously going, and they're having a contest. Who could stop the ceiling fan with their head at the highest speed? So they're, they're, they're on the chair. They're going, okay, ready? <sighs> and it would stop and their their head would either be bleeding or beat red and we were i was like this the winner the winner what got the winner of that went on to the next round he would take his they would get that big toe put it underneath the couch and how many people could sit on it to crush the toe Right, that I was think the they, uh, next round. So I think nice... they right. They both stopped the ceiling fan at high speed, so they they tied. So they had to right. move on to the bonus round. Right. So Bacardi right. goes, right. "I'll let's put, all right. Take your shoe off. I'm gonna put this couch on my big toe. Let's see how many people we can have sit on it." <laughs> what? I was, you know, when you talk about the head hitting ceiling fan, it, it brought me to a, a a time when we had cloned. It used to be James Patrick's, and then we called it the End Zone on Flappers Avenue. And we had a bachelor party inside the end zone. The owners closed the doors, locked the doors. Sean, some, I know his name, but I don't know if I want to put it out there. It was his bachelor oh. party. Oh, okay. So we're at the bar and he starts at one end of the bar and he's wrecked. He's got a giant condom on his head. And he starts making his way down the bar and his head's just missing one fan. Two fan. I don't know how this <laughs> is happening. And me and Ray Young are looking at him and go, He's getting the third. I never seen it was bop, 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 bop. The, the giant rubber goes flying and he goes flying off the ball. It was fantastic. It was I, fantastic. I believe it's so funny how all these stories tie in together. The same Sean, who we won't mention his last name, I believe it's the same Sean. The same trip we're talking about with the jungle juice and the ceiling yes. fans. Is that the palm olive uh mm -hmm. yep. story? We won't go into details with the palm yep. olive, but that was palm yep. olive, right? Yes. Disgusting. And at the end of the bachelor party, he was so hammered, he passed out. Uh, what do you call that with the puck and you hit the uh, the bowling pins? It's a game. Oh, and then they yeah, reset. Yeah. yeah. The sawdust on it. Yep. He passed out on this game and we put quarters in the game and grab him by his ankles and we'd push him down and his head would hit the pins. And then we'd pull him back, <laughs> let them reset, put another quarter in. And we <laughs> Everyone would take turns. Thank God there were no cell phones. That's all I got to say. I was about to say the same same thing, but sometimes I'm like, you know what? Thank God there were no cell phones because it would be bad. But some of these things I would really love to have captured. No, some of the, how good would it have been to look yeah. back at that? If you're, if you're not the guy with the rubber on your head, well, you're the not guy with the couch on his toe, the guy <laughs> screaming Tom Oliver, or the right. guy passed out on the game. Of right. course, right. The the stuff with me, <laughs> right. That's the problem, right? My stuff would be some. My stuff I could delete, but other people would have it. We always have each other's stories. I'm sure Sean and everyone else is telling stories about us. Don't don't forget, Babbles was the Pavarazzi in uh, You're the right. Hampton, You're right. and he's got a picture of me threatening to rip the camera off him and and pull him in the pool. <laughs> he's the document everyone's insanity.
Oh, yeah. All right. Always fun. Uh, good stories. G- getting the show started. Uh, I, again, I say it every week. We got to do a top five. You know, it's a little incriminating, but maybe we'll try to clean it up. Top five Ernie stories. Top five doctor stories. Top five me stories. I'd love to, you know, and obviously maybe that person won't play that week. If we do a top five Ernie stories, doctor, me and you will do it. Maybe Ernie won't yeah. do it and so on and I, so I, forth. I wanted to just add to something. When Ernie threw the shopping cart to a window, <laughs> one of my favorite stories, the VCR tape had just come out and we were into doing all kinds of stupid short skits and stuff. And I had an idea would have been pretty cool. Someone dressed up as the president, you know, in a suit with Secret Service walk, and all of a sudden Ernie comes flying out of the crowd with a shopping cart, and we wrestle him to the ground. I wanted to take it to a whole nother level, but anyway. That's how that started? No, yeah. it was what we tried to do afterwards. Oh. <laughs> Run with it. Run with it, Joey. You yeah, know yeah. I mean. Go, yeah, I get it. <laughs> all right. Good topic this week. We're picking our favorite rock singers of all time. Again, Ernie's, you know, Ernie, with his Ernie rules, immediately says, this is, the, this is our favorite thing. It's not, not the best thing, right? I said, Ernie, that's our criteria every week. We're never picking the critically acclaimed best this or, or you know, best that. We're picking what we like the best, right? Is that always the criteria? You're right. You're right. This, uh, yeah, we keep... You're right. Right. Research involved. We go the best. We go the best, and then, and then even that's an argument. Yeah, but what does that even mean? The best. The, you know what the best is? My favorite is the best. That's the best, and right. your favorite is your best. Well, thank you, Joey. I thought it was just your, your favorite. Well, is no, the best. you know, actually, you're right. It's just my favorite. <laughs> Trust me, when I if 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 Bono and Ozzy are on your list, <laughs> it's my you're my favorite. Up. Joey, you're, you're growing up. <laughs> My little boy is growing up. I look every, at them. Every goddamn week I hear you two and Ozzy now. That's all every freaking week we get it in there. God damn. Little Sabbatier. Oh, shit. All right. I'm look, dreading. we got you doing it. I'm dreading this. That? You what? brought up Ozzy. We didn't have to. You're right. You brought up Ozzy. I'll, I'll let didn't it have to. I'll let it out. How many Sabbath singers <laughs> are going to be on our list today? I got four. Wait, maybe five. Maybe five. Have, have there even been five? Yeah, if you count the guy who sang after Ozzy for the when Ozzy left the band when he was thrown out and then came back, let it be. Let it be. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joe, you didn't know they sang that. They uh, wrote that. Ozzy wrote Bobby. Let It Be. I didn't know. I did yeah, not know that. <laughs> by the by the um, way, that guy was Dave Walker. There you go. Did he ever play live or record anything? No. There was a, there were there were studio tapes. They released. They were horrible, and uh, they played live a few of the songs. But Ozzy ended up coming back, finishing the album "Never Say Die," and then he left. They were, they were horrible, <laughs> like out. worse than Ozzy, or what are we talking? Well, obviously, if you heard it, you'd probably like it because you like Kiss, so. You don't compare Paul Stanley's voice with Ozzy's voice, please. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you Paul Stanley. I think I think he's commendable. He has a, a nice voice. Not recently. No, but... not anymore. Not anymore. But <laughs> you still saying at no. one time he did. No, don't you dare! Did you hear he that? Does. Oh, shut up! I, I went to the last concert in Allentown before he fell <laughs> in his bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! 
these rock stars are getting old, aren't they? There's no like colorful way of going out anymore. It's, I slipped and fell in the bed. Right before I was, <laughs> I was at the show. Be, I was at the show before Ozzy broke his hip. <laughs> Fantastic. Ozzy not only says that "Never Say Die" is the worst Sabbath album, he says it's the worst album he has ever been on by anybody. The worst, oh, great! The worst, yeah, I mean, I have my favorites on the album, but you can tell. Oh, it's. Uh, Ozzy says it's the worst album his voice has ever appeared on out of all the albums he's, he's appeared on. Well, we on this topic. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it, you brainwashing idiots. There are too much uh, keyboards on the album, too. Let's yeah. move on. All right, oh, Doctor. Okay. What are we talking about? Your number five rock singer of all time. What do you got? All right. How do I define a singer? Now, you don't have to be a singer to have a definition. I've always used, obviously, vocal, feel, style. um, And if you can combine all three of them, which my top two do, I think it's you have, uh, like, a great singer. So with that, I'm going to go with vocals. Like, vocals are my... Uh, when I was a kid, <clears throat> uh oh, is he frozen or is he tricking us? <laughs> All right, we had a we had a little uh, a little technical issue here. Let's get back to the doctor's number five pick. Okay, so I broke down this pick in uh, different categories of what a singer to me should be. Uh, one is vocal, vocal talent. Uh, feel, and what that means is making the audience feel what he's feeling, really getting across the message, and style. And uh, the other last, my last two picks will combine all three of those to, to make them really good, very versatile. So uh, I'm going to go with Jeff Tate. Ooh, um, really? I grew up with him. I grew up with him. Uh, not in the early stages. I wasn't too much into that the early stages of Queensryche, it didn't do it to me. It was too over over the top vocally. Um, but later on, oh my God, I have enjoyed his voice over the years from Operation Mind Crime to uh, all their albums afterwards. And he can sing with feel also a little bit, but I mean, but vocally wise, he's really one of the best set of lungs that in my opinion, rock, I wouldn't put anyone against him. I think he's got the best set of lungs. I gotta be quite honest with you. Yeah, as far as a talented vocalist, I think he's great. I'm surprised you went there. I didn't never thought of him like a singer you would enjoy. Again, as far as power and and just vocal ability, yeah, he's fantastic. Not necessarily my type of vocalist, but I get it. I I, I definitely understand why people love him. Ernie? Yeah, I had to break. I broke it down into different categories as well. So I want my right. vocal. I think, think that's a great, great choice. Yeah, great choice. Qu- Queen's right. No, you have your, great stuff. You have your Rob Halfords out there and stuff and everything like that. But I always thought Jeff Tate uh, really was the cream of the crop. I really do. Yeah. And he I- showed that later in the years when he toned down his voice. It wasn't all you know, show and tell on stage, trying to trying to dress to impress, so to speak. Yep, yep. He, he learned to just sing 
in a beautiful voice. And uh, so that was that was good. That won me over the lady is. Yeah, good pick. I can't argue it. It's a surprising pick. I never thought of you as a Jeff Tate guy, but I get it. All right, Ernie, start us off. What do you got? Number five. Uh, my first Sabbath singer. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ian Gillen. I got Ian Gillen for number five. Uh, not just a singer of Deep Purple, by the way. Also, he's Jesus on Jesus Christ Superstar. Zero to hero. Yep. What you gonna be? What you gonna be, brother? Oh, that's that that is great song. I need some new <laughs> fucking co-host. That's what I need. That's what do you mean the first Sabbath singer, Ernie? What are you talking about? My first Sabbath singer. I don't oh, okay. on I'm my list. Sing. On my list. Yeah, meaning he's got three <laughs> at least three more coming. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Actually, I have nothing but Sabbath singers on my list. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my heated seat on now and just kick back and enjoy this one, Ernie. Uh, go ahead. Well, tell, tell us. Tell tell us about good. Ian Gillen. Well, I mean, uh, Deep Purple is what he's most famous for, and that's where he was at his best. Um, but Jesus Christ Superstar is one of my absolute favorite albums of all time. Um, and sometimes it's my absolute favorite album of all time. It, um, it, you know, that and Purple Rain goes back and forth. Uh, it's, it's incredible. But yes, he did do a Sabbath album in 83, which I also love. And you what's can check it? out. One, yeah. What's his first Sabbath album? It's only one born again. Okay. And that album was critically destroyed when it came out. But now it has such a resurgence. Everybody's talking about it. It's all over. It's it's gone viral. Stop it! What do you mean everybody's talking about it? Who's talking about it? And where has it gone viral? Hold on a second. I'm outside. Stop talking about it. I'm on a podcast. (laughs) The people in the bus stop next to me were talking about it. They're talking about Born Again right now. I agree. There's a buzz in the air, buddy. There's a buzz in the air. The album is Born Again. Your ass. The album really was Born Again. That's why. Anything that ends within your ass is always funny. Always good. <laughs> All right, not to cut you off, Ernie, but we're moving on. Okay. Hold on a second. Oh, Jesus, here we go. Well, I was going to talk about Jesus Christ Superstar. You didn't have to beat me to the punch there, Joey. But uh, Ian Gillian, I, Ernie, I don't know if the original Jesus Christ Superstar was who? Um, well, actually, Ian and Gillian. I saw him live, and he was like in diapers. He was like... He was like 70 years old. <laughs> Ian Gillian was the first one because that was the one um from London uh, before it even came to America. I thought he was the first, I thought he was the first live album released because the original studio was uh the movie came later. Yeah, yeah, the movie soundtrack came no, a little not the movie. The actually I, I'm sorry, I thought the original there was another original, but anyway, Ian Gillian used to hit these falsetto notes back in the 70s. Would you know not sustain them like I did in Third Heart or from Playground and the operatic try to hit the opera notes and stuff like that? He just got in and out with the uh falsetto, like in the 70s. It was just pretty cool to touch on it and get out or scream on the falsetto. It was really good stuff, it brought energy to the song. It wasn't necessarily like a, a note, like it was used in the 80s metal, it was really cool. What I'm, I'm, inserting, I'm inserting the shadow note right now. Oh yes, it's coming. I 
I will say stomp butter and then stomp heads. <laughs> All right, moving on. Even though I might have a Sabbath singer coming up later too. Um. All right, my number five. It's funny. I, I it, even though I I like the band, but I'm not super into the band. But just this guy's voice. Every time I hear him, it's just so smooth, just so relatable. Nothing fancy about his voice. I don't think he has a crazy range. I gotta go, Paul Rogers. Bad company, free. Always liked his voice. Just so. I know something relaxing almost about his voice, just really, oh, and hit the melodies that he writes and stuff, just a very pleasing voice to the ear. You know, I don't know about his, his range and his, his, all that stuff, but God, I love his voice. Well, range is overrated. They got blown out in the eighties. I agree. It means no difference if you can sing a, a low note, middle of the octave, and then double it on the top. It, it, it doesn't make a difference. It really does. It's tone, feel, tone always. Tone. Tone is tone. absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Tone is number one, and obviously, how you use that tone is your feel. Couldn't agree more. Range. Exactly. I don't care if you're, you know, you have a one no, octave range. I don't care if you if you have a beautiful tone. I love you. I love it. Did the Beatles have high octave ranges? I mean, exactly. Paul had a nice range. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Paul took it, but he didn't have to. He didn't have to, and they're still all revered as great songs and singers. Yeah, so. agreed. All right, uh, one question: Was he the original? That you mean Bad Company, the one who replaced um, he's for Journey. Rogers, I, I forgot his name. No, Paul Roger. What do you mean? No, he wasn't in Journey. A Bad Company. He no, but didn't. Uh, was no, it? no, he replaced. He did no, a stint with John. No, he no, he Paul Rogers did a. Queen, uh, yeah, Freddie Mercury. He, he did a, a quick stint with Queen. Yeah, not, no, not he was on, if, it, if it's a singer from Bad Company, then he toured with Journey. Ernie, yes, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely, and then uh, Jeff Soto. Then it was Jeff Soto of Ingve Monstein, and yeah, no, he was savior to Journey. Keep talking. I, I didn't know his name. I just know the singer from Bad Company. He just, he just reminded me. He did sing for Journey. At the t after, uh, what's his name? Perry left. I don't think he so. And he put out an album, I almost believe. You sure? I'm not sure on the album I only toured with him. Because I was watching uh, the top five Journey singers that replaced Perry. I He's never wondering. heard... The guy who replaced Steve Perry is Steve O'Jerry, who I've played with. That's who replaced Steve Perry. All right. I mean, it's not coming up? No. I'm almost positive. Okay. Something interesting, though. I think um, nope. Paul Rogers, when he sang All Right Now, I think he was like 16 years old. Is that true? I, I got to look it up for sure, but I... I Somewhere in my, in my memory, my memory is wow. Yeah, we have a lot of memories about this guy Rogers and Joey no. has Joey Roger in his head. He's so, he's so young, but um, again, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say ninety percent sure on this one. I'm ninety percent sure. He journey. He did it. Tour journey. journey. You might be right. I know he did a thing with Queen. You must be confusing it with that, but I'm not sure. Please. 
email us and tell us what you guys think. I, I just looked it up. I didn't see anything. I know he didn't replace Steve Perry, but maybe he did a, a quick tour and filled in. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there, there was no replacement of Steve Perry. There was never a replacement. Bad word. No replacements. They just went on tour every once in a while and make some bucks, and they had different singers fit in. No, I sent you guys. I, mean, no, no. I have. I have I typed in on Google Paul Rogers and touring with Journey. Journey, nothing. Okay. Maybe he took right. age Journey with Queen. I'm telling you, you think it's you, you're thinking of Queen. I'm telling you. Okay. Anyway, Paul Rogers, my number five. Doctor, what do you got? Number four. Oh God! Hold on. I taken the sun in my car. I put my list under my my chin, <laughs> and the light shines on it. Oh no! You look like you're in the graveyard, gravely. Very gravely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. My chair. So I got. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe Bono. Oh, don't you dare! Stop kidding out. around. Are you I kidding left, or no? I left. Ozzy out because he's not my favorite singer. My favorite artist. Although if this went on top ten, yeah. But really? Bono. Bono is one of your top he five covers, singers of all time, you asshole. He he covers the feel aspect of a singer. The the just the intensity of when he sings, the making you feel the emotion. Obviously not you. Cause you got, you got, you got a, oh, no, he makes me feel something. He, he makes me feel emotion. Not a good emotion. No, I'm sorry. This, this is about reverb or, you know. Well, we never got the, we never got the chance to record cause we stopped recording. And then we did one of the funniest things we've ever done on camera last week after I stopped recording. Let's all do the edge <laughs> playing guitar. A delight. You do ready? A delight. Well, all the, all the attention. All all imitation of the edge. Wait, we're doing it all at the same time? Yes, it's our imitation of the edge. You ready? With the delay on One, the guitar. Two, three, go. <laughs> it, yeah, it sounds right. I mean, that, that to me sounds like you too. It sounds a little bit like Pink Floyd before the. <laughs> We don't need no. Yeah, I don't know. If it, that definitely wasn't as good as last week's. We did it last week. Something it blended so perfectly. It was like it was. It was so weird. It's not like YouTube when we did it yeah. last week. It was perfect. <laughs> All right, Ernie. What do you think of this pick by the doctor? I think um, my choice. It's so similar to his choice with the first name. It's it's really weird. We almost have the same first name of our, of the choices. My next choice. Okay. All right. Am I? Right. That's how you feel about my choice. The letter I have one letter that's in your singer's <laughs> first name. That's in my singer's first name. And here's the weird thing. They share the same middle initial. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I, I like it, Ernie. I, I, have nothing, I have nothing nice to say about Bono. That's what he's okay. basically saying. Can you read between the lines? He's saying, I don't like the pick, you asshole. I don't want to say anything about it. 
<laughs> For me, he's still Bono Vox. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ernie, what do you got? Number four. God, Bono. <laughs> he had Bono. I have Bon Scott. <laughs> oh. oh, you dropped the vowel and look what we got. <laughs> we got a Scott. <laughs> Definitely the better of the two. Uh, I don't. I don't think his he was a that incredible as a singer. But uh, for me, the charisma, the uh, the personality, it uh, it 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 resonates with me. Uh, uh, Eddie Trunk once said, "You feel like you could get an STD just by listening to him." <laughs> it does sound dirty. I agree. Uh, I nice. think of all, all the uh, the hip hop and, and the rappers who they like who they look up to. It's all about Scarface. But I think Bon Scott is really who they really <laughs> want. To be. I love it. I love old ACDC. Love Bon Scott again. Not a voice you think of when you hear a category like this, but I love it because he's unique, he's stylistic. I love it. There, there you go. There was a there was a category I missed, Ernie, and I knew you loved uh, Bon Scott. Unique, and that's where the Ozzy comes in. But oh, yeah, Bon Scott oh, has a right. very very unique voice, and <laughs> he's a good singer. He's a good singer. What Ozzy? What song did Ozzy write about? Uh, write about Bon Scott. Come on, Ernie, stop it. Even Joey can answer this one. <laughs> Ozzy wrote a song about Bon Scott. Iron Man? I have no fucking idea. I can't name four Ozzy songs. What do you mean? What? Just so you know, that doesn't help me. <laughs> Suicide Solution. Oh. oh, that's about Bon Scott? Yeah. He... According to Ozzy. But Bon's... Really? Yeah. In, in, in the documentary, Ozzy states, he goes, because he got sued for that song because the kid shot him while well, listening to that song. And he said that the song was about drinking yourself, not to death, because Bon Scott actually died of hypothermia from drinking. He fell asleep in his car and died, induced by alcohol. Right. So that's what the song Suicide Solution is. Back in England, they were all friends back then. All of them were friends. They were all pining together. And you might not want to hear this, but John Bonham and Ozzy were close too. They were big parties together. Did you ever say that again? <laughs> you want to know where the Ozzy Bon Scott connection began? Um, ACDC opened for a Sabbath in 76. Oh, really? That's where it began. I never heard that that was about Bon Scott. That's crazy. Well, you know how, well, like I said, he died of hypothermia. Yeah. That was the coroner's report. Right? Cause of death, right. That, right. But that's a technicality. <laughs> he's yawning. It's always right. good when the host yawns. You never see Johnny Carson yawn. I mean, I, I, I gotta. I mean, I, I gotta. Might have to call Devito next week. No, no, I'm not. Hold on, I'm not that desperate yet. Hold on. <laughs> I'm about to say that's your lifeline. <laughs> and, uh, that, that kid that killed himself listening to Ozzy. Joey understands him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I've almost been there. <laughs> Many a night when when Tommy has trapped me in in a corner, do, do you hear? Hold on, do you hear what Ozzy's talking about right now? Wait a second. What? Wait, wait. Listen. Did you hear it? No, Tom, I didn't hear it. Hold on, I'll play it again. <laughs> Wrong answer. Wrong right. answer. When I'm trying right. to play Ozzy. Hold on. I'll, let me restart the whole record. You, you, I guess started all over. 
<laughs> and it's a needle on the record. I gotta stop. Put the needle on the record. Put the needle on the record. Good pick, Ernie. All right, we're gonna stick Excellent. with Ernie. Excellent. Well, Excellent well, pick. I, I mean, I don't know any of his work with with Sabbath, but I'm gonna stick with Sabbath. <laughs> I only heard that he's with Sabbath. I'm gonna go my number four pick, Ray Gillen. I'm Badlands, a big right? Badlands fan. Yep. Again, more Ozzy ties with Jakey Lee, but I love, especially the the third album. I don't know that well. The first two Badlands records are two of my favorite records of all time. Ray Gillen is just to me the perfect rock singer. If you know, I've, we've had that 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 episode where we start a band and who would be my singer. That even though he's not my favorite vocalist of all time, he would be the guy I want in my band as my vocalist. That's who I would want because he's versatile. He has the, the power and the swagger and the style that I that I would want to be behind. So that's why I like Ray Gillen, the especially the first Badlands record. I mean, the second one is fantastic too, but the first one is just off the charts, incredible. Sing me a sweet, sweet song. Yes, you're no Ray Gillen, but not bad, Ernie. Ernie, you're on my list. Don't, you're on my honorable mentions, Ernie. Yeah, uh, Joe. He, he's a he's your typical rock and roll blues singer with a great voice. Uh, so what did I mean? Not to bring the freaking death word again, but what did Sabbath? What did he do? <laughs> what did he do with Sabbath? I, well, I was gonna, I, I, I just real quick, I I had text you guys the new game, the Seven Degrees of Ozzy Osbourne instead of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> we can play that game. Chase well, everything back to Ozzy. Three Go members, ahead, three members of Badlands have been with Ozzy, have been Sabbath or Ozzy, right? Jakey Lee, Eric Singer, and Ray Gillen, right? Yep. Can I take over? They've they've really been to the Badlands. <laughs> well, Ernie, seriously, what did he do with Sabbath? Any records? No, no albums. Okay. No, was, he got out while he could. Yeah, right. I got it. I think he's between Glenn Hughes and um Tony Martin. Wait, Glenn Hughes was a Sabbath singer? Yeah. Is this true? Only one album, but yeah. You know what? I might like this stuff, this Sabbath stuff. Dio Sabbath, I don't mind. If you like <laughs> I don't like Sabbath anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael And Michael Bolton didn't make the cut. <laughs> Wait, Michael today. Bolton is is a Sabbath singer too? He tried out. <laughs> I don't think he, I don't think he, <laughs> Michael Bolton used to be a metal singer, you know. Yeah, Listen. Blackjack with Bruce Kulick. Well, there you go. You know, you know more about it than I do. Of course. Not for nothing. I think if you combine Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons, you could probably, <laughs> being around rock and roll for 40 years, 50 years in the industry, you can find some some tie <laughs> at more yeah, times. Absolutely. You know. All right, I'm afraid to ask. Doctor, number three. Lane Stanley, Allison Chains. Uh, I get annoyed when, even though I like Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl Jam, I tolerated. Um, Allison Chains was the original Seattle band that came over here. And uh, they were... They were still metal. They were still bluesy. They weren't grunge. Although some of their songs, they they have that. But Lane Stanley's voice is, uh, to me, he had the style and the vocals. 
Um, I I got nothing to say about that. I mean, I really, he's just, when he sings, it's amazing. It's got feel. It's got style. He's got raspiness. He's got that blues in him. And when he sings really soft songs, it's it's really something to listen to. And it's tragic what happened to him, but that was his decision. But yeah, Lane Stanley is definitely one of my top. Well, House of Chains is my top five bands of all time. So absolutely. Ernie, what do you think? Uh, Tommy's sticking with uh, Seattle groups, Queensryche and Alice in Chains. But uh, yeah, uh, the guy from Alice in Chains, and even the new guy, but the original guy, Lane Stanley, is uh, his voice was great. He used to do a thing with um, with the guitar tone, where the guitar tone and his voice would uh would melt or me- melt together, and it, it it sounded great. You're not frozen again, are you? Nope. I, I, no, he's oh. he's okay. just, he's he's concentrating on your beautiful voice, Ernie. Um, your your olive oil voice and Guinea charm. I know this is gonna be sacrilegious, Tom, but you might even want to look at the Alice in Chains albums after him. They they they're they're still no they're no still- Ernie Ernie. I followed Dallas. I I go to all their concerts. I never stopped. He was actually a, co- he's a college, yeah he's a college professor singing teacher. And yeah. uh, that. and I never got to see them. I never got to see them with uh, Lane Stanley. So the only ones I know live is Coachella, and it's and it's amazing. It, it just, the harmonies in Alice in Chains. I mean, that's that that's another day. But uh, Joe, nothing on uh, Lane Stanley. Yeah, listen, I get it. I I understand why people like him. Not for me at all. Not the music I enjoy. It's very dreary, very monotone. His voice always seemed very just very just very dreary to me. Just not what I like. I I like me, me, melodic melodies that have you know. Uh, just feel good tones to them. Um, not, not everything in minor keys and, you know, just, I don't know something. I never was a Alice in Chains fan. Don't like them. Don't like any of that stuff, but I, I understand that why you like them. And I understand why people like them. Not for me. Well, I, I owe it to Tanya. Oh, oh, I remember. Yep. Uh-oh. Tanya, Tanya took me on to, uh, House and Chains, and I turned her on to Enough's Enough. And then she, so, and then uh, she, she in return broke out the band? No, but oh. I, I'll be honest with you. Steve Carasos does, did a great impression back in the day when we were in Playground when he came out. He, sounded, he goes, sounds like my grandfather singing. Like, yeah, I mean, that's how I, every, that's how I hear it all, too. I really do. No, but come on. There's some beautiful songs they sing that are commercialized. I don't like they're, it. They're gorgeous. I, I don't like it. It's not my, my I don't like it. So, so far, so far, Tom, Joey loves your list. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a quick question. So we've picked two, four, five. We've picked two, four, six, seven singers. How many of them are alive? <laughs> uh, good point. And, and Ozzy's still walking around. He's not on my list. Right, Ernie. Both of yours are dead or no? Ian Gillen's alive or dead? No, he's alive. He's all alive. Right. So we all have one one singer that's at least dead. Ian Gillen recently did some stuff with Tony Iommi. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm counting my my alive singers. Uh, There's I a documentary, before. Tony Iommi. Uh, oh, we're not gonna go back there. Go oh, ahead. Get the Ernie. You go number three. 
Number three, my other singer who's still alive, the metal god. Yes. Oh yeah. Rob Halford. He never got his due in non-metal world, and it's and it's not right. Meaning what? Meaning I mean, he just was never respected. That nobody ever talks about him except in metal, and it's a shame. He he's that good. He he. Yeah, he's when he good. just when he. I mean, I don't know how he how he did it back in the day, but his full settle. Some guys just have a strong, really strong falsetto. Where you when you're a tenor, it's easy to switch on the uh, the falsetto. You don't have that that difference of pitch. But um, when he takes it down low and and just sings. He's got a beautiful voice. And then he'll take it up to free will burning. And you're oh like, is God, this the same guy? I mean, is this, who is this? And that's vocal range. It was popular back then, but Halford, when he takes it down a notch, can sing with the best of them easily, easily. And yeah. he is the God. I mean, he is the God. I don't care. I mean, there's a lot of obviously great metal singers, but when I think of a metal singer, I can't think of anyone but Halford. Nobody. How could you? I mean, obviously Dio's up there too, but you know Halford. That's the first first vocal that I think of when I think of a metal singer. There's a, there's some clips of like an acoustic. I think it's Tipton and Downing doing just acoustics, and he's and there's and they're doing some pre songs. Incredible. Halford is sick because you hear him just like in a, in a controlled setting, not like you know crazy PA and reverb and all this stuff. Just a controlled setting insane the the ability to just not only his range but his dynamic range where he's singing softer and then being powerful is incredible right he he's uh in his 70s now yeah, yeah he was um even though dia was in rainbow you know and and stuff like that but how did he set the standard he, he really did as far as metal and to me <coughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not knocking deal, but I'm just saying the 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 torch handed over was definitely to Jeff Tate. There was no one else that you could go. I got Alfred. Well, who do you got dance? You know, I got Jeff Tate. Oh, I'll give you that one. You know what I mean? There was no one else. Those two were the the ones. You know, oh, my opinion. Did you see that Priest recently? Obviously, there are two original guitarists that aren't with them anymore. But one of their other guitarists either left or got let go, and they they decided to go on as a as a four piece. I I think and, he got for, no. for just like a minute. Right, it's it, it they have they have retracted that, and they're going to get another, another guitar player again. But can you how could Priest ever do a four piece? Everything Priest did was uh, harmony guitar stuff. All everything. I, well, KK I, quit the band. Right, for some reason. That I I that I never heard. I don't know the reason. Right, and and Glenn Tipton was sick. I think right. I think he's Parkinson's. Yeah. But isn't uh already the 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 founder of the band was the bassist. Uh, is that and Ian? Rob Halford, uh, he, that's how they Rob Halford knew the bassist. I mean, that's how they met. That's uh, that sounds right. Although Tipton goes way back to the yeah. beginning. Yeah. No, Halford. Yeah. Uh, he, he, that's it. Alfred great band, the, uh, great band. Always in my crew, and from whatever I used to hear, who do you like, Priest or Maiden? Ne it was never close to uh, me. Not Priest, even a, not even a comparison. It's not even close. No, and you know what? They're not even in the whole the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's yeah, horseshit. Who cares? 
Just so you know, just so you know, playground is eligible. That's interesting. You're talking shadows. I'll get it sorted out of there real quick. (laughs) That's interesting. But to go back to Maiden, you know, we we go back to the uh, the old Maiden impression that we did a couple episodes ago. I think I said, did he did he did he play the same music on his wedding night? Did Bruce take some walk in the room? Never ends. Never ends. God, his mother died. I heard they galloped with the coffin on their shoulders. Terrible. There's only one one speed. And even if it starts off slow, you know a gallop's coming. And, 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 it. and it's always got to be a little chord right before the gallop. That's Harrison on bass. That's yes. just, hey, you know what? He was revered as one of the greatest basses. Yeah, he's great, but it's just you know you got to write you got to write something different every every once in a while, right? You can't write the exact same riff every song, right? So when someone plays the bagpipes, it goes into battle. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> you know, his 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 kid was in the Beatles. Excuse me, Harrison. Oh Jesus Christ! Now, how the hell does he do that that quick? How does he come up with that that fast? Well, it wasn't like really funny, so you can do anything <laughs> quick. It's horrible. <laughs> Harrison. <laughs> All right, moving along. My number three. Still one of my favorite vocalists ever. Just soul and I mean, I'm I'm into like you said, Tommy, before tone and feel. Range means nothing to me. Delivery, all that stuff. I want tone and feel. I gotta go, David Coverdale. Always loved everything he did. His soft stuff, the heavy stuff, to me, you know, almost can't be beat. I um this reminded me of a singer. I was listening to how it started because I just did the uh, Kevin Bacon game because Coverdale, I linked to Robert Plant, who I linked to Train Singer. And I'm embarrassed to say I don't know Train Singer. but I forget did, his name, but I, I'm a big Train fan. I love love Train. What, what a voice. I mean, he's got, I, I swear to you, a beautiful voice. I just, but anyway, Coverdale, yeah. <laughs> White Snake, my, one of my favorite bands of all time. And uh, I went to see them. I'm not knocking them. I went to see them up in Scranton. No, uh, Jim Thorpe. And uh, there might have been a little manipulation with the vocals when he hits the high notes. Yeah, I'm sure there but, is. Uh, I'm sure there is. His, yeah, but he's probably, you know, he's 70 years old and God bless him. And uh, listen, without a doubt, if you, like you said, bluesy. He's got it going on, man. He's got it. He's got the whole thing. Ernie, you know this he's guy? A, he's a dermatologist, but he's good. <laughs> you had mentioned on one of our group texts about uh, second bands. Yeah. You know, uh, Coverdale's second band is Whitesnake. It's not his first band. Who's his first band? He replaced Ian Gillen in Deep Purple. Oh, right. Of course. Right. Of course. Right. I'm, I, 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 I'm thinking his or what's his first original band? Right. They were a bunch and, of hoes back then in England. <laughs> they were. And, and at that time, the bassist was Glenn Hughes. Crazy, right? Oh, my God. Glenn Hughes and David Coverdale. In the singing. same band, singing together. Same. Yeah. Yeah, Glenn Hughes is, one of my, is up there, you know, would be in my top 10 or 15. I just don't know enough of his work. Like, I know Deep Purple. I know some of this stuff. And I, I know, 
some of his solo stuff, but I, I just don't know enough of Glenn Hughes to, uh, he can do it. He could do a lot <laughs> with his voice. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's amazing when people mention Deep Purple because, Joey, we talked about people you don't like, lifestyles and stuff like that. Richie Gilmore is revered as one of the greatest influential guitarists that Wait. played classical Wait. before Who? Randy Rhodes. What's his name? Richie Black. Blackmore. No Gilmore. <laughs> no, I said Richie Blackmore, didn't I? Did, I he, say, Richie did he say Blackmore, Ernie? You said, said Richie Blackmore. Richie Gilmore. So you, you, you're mixed up. Close. But but, you, no, but I, I knew Blackmore. I knew what you meant. I knew who you meant though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did I say Richie Blackmore? I thought it did. Anyway, we know who you're talking about. Yeah, but he's revered as the biggest jerk off of all times. And even Helen met him. He was a dick to him. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's been a dick to everyone. Dio, anyone who's who's who's, who's crossed paths with the man. And you know what the funny thing is? Deep Purple is based on like six chords, three chords, four chords, like an ACDC thing. He always wanted to be a commercial band. Right. That was his striving life. Even though he was classically, I always heard he played classical. I don't go back, but. Well, he yeah, does he, all, all different styles of music now, right? He does like fantasy music and like, uh, what's it called? Like uh, medieval. Minstrel, medieval music. Yeah, yeah. Minstrel, yeah. He only plays he, he, uh, instruments in the 1500s now. Yeah, he, he, he was chasing shadows and Deep Purple because he, and Rainbow, and they got very close. They had a lot of cover hits, you know, like pop hits to him. That was his goal, believe it or not. As, as great guitars as he was. That's what, he wanted to keep it simple, believe it or not. Yeah, just but listen, uh, you know, I have, I obviously I teach all the time. I tell my students all the time, just because you can play something doesn't mean you should. You know what I mean? That the sign of a, a great musician is don't play, don't overplay. As you can tell from my playground years with <laughs> double bass. <laughs> <laughs> Something's never. <laughs> yeah, it's just. But that's what I'm saying. Richie Blackmore is obviously revered as one of the greatest guitar players of all time, but he doesn't always have to be playing everything in every song no he doesn't he never does He's, he keeps it simple he's like ernie ernie doesn't have to always show us how smart he is he keeps it to himself right Ern? i um it's between being right and being kind i'm kind that's a go, go ask your wife if that's true right now you will take being right every time that's why he, he coined the phrase ernie wise <laughs> All right, doctor. By the way, by the way, you got to let the audience know that we should have a Madison Place reunion, and the origins of Ernie Ooh. should be actually put out there for everyone to hear. Because we were all kids, and Greg doesn't talk about me being a bully. Mike Leone doesn't talk about me being a bully. Billy that, was bigger than all of us, and no one bullied him. That might be because you're still bullying those other guys. That's why. <laughs> There's a big difference between me, Greg, and Mike Leone and Eddie. They don't have podcasts. <laughs> they don't have a platform <laughs> and a fan base. <laughs> their, Ernie, voices, their voices will never be heard. All Ernie has to do is say attack, and the Ernamites will, will, will descend on Madison Place. It will be the attack word will be schnapps. 
picture picture all little Ernie people coming, running out to Madison Place with the Ernie shirts on, attacking. With Australian accents. Yes. <laughs> Oi. Uh, throwing Vegemite at people. Ernie, Ernie goes, Oi. <laughs> They're going to be singing easy DC. Oi. 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 Tiny paws over. Oi. And, and, and they're all full tall. <laughs> right. Everyone is everyone is ACDC height. <laughs> uh, all right, doctor. Back around to you. What do you got? Number two. All right, guys. This one's an easy one. I combined the uh where am I? I'm in my car. I gotta get my list. Let me let me hold it's on. It, it's an easy one, but he doesn't remember. He's gotta look at his list. Hold on. I'm looking a little pale these days. Let me get some sun. I don't know what he's gonna say, but Joe, you're gonna love it. <laughs> okay, so I can find vocal, feel, style, and Joey, you had mentioned Unique. a great aspect of the singer. Unique. Uh, Billy Joel. Um, the guy does it all. We're talking about rock and roll, and uh, I've, he I've heard him sing anything from a love song. He's my number one guy in the world vocally. If I'm any good, it's only because of him. I practiced to him. I, I learned how to sing raspy with him, different changes of music, love songs. He is just a great vibrato. He can change it up on a whim. He's just, and he's got the tone, the style to make you feel. He's got it all going on. That's my boy. Yeah, I, I love Billy Joel, love his voice, love his style. I don't know if he, to me, fits the category. I'm thinking when I say rock singers, just in my brain, I'm thinking hard rock singers. I'm not thinking Billy Joel. But, yep, Billy Joel is incredible. If you, if you include him in this in this category, then... Rock, we said rock, rock Yeah, singer. you're right. I guess, I guess you're right. I guess Billy you're right. Billy Joel is more rock and roll than most people. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm thinking. What I know, I we said rock, but I'm just thinking hard rock. Um, no, maybe, maybe you should say that before. I'm changing the title of the show. It's hard rock singers. So right now, right now, <laughs> right now Tommy, change your choice. <laughs> oh, Billy Joel can do all types of music, but it's all still rock and roll to him. Oh, that's right. Come on, that was easy. Harris son. <laughs> and. Honestly, Joe, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, God. You may be right, but not uh, in this case. <laughs> you may be crazy. <laughs> yeah, again, one of my favorite singers, artists of all time. Can't argue it at all. Ernt? You know how I feel about Billy Joel. He's, uh, he's one of the originals for me. And the, the, original, the originator of Stomp the Butter. Yep. Does he know that? Can you, can you sing that again, Ernie? Uh, Without a version you're from? Well, I got to think. Uh, from Nevada, right? It was from... Yeah. Stop in Nevada. Oh, stop the butter. There you go. So I'm going to stop the butter. He really does say stop the butter. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I thought he said stop the butter because he's because he, he'll die from it. And then you changed it to stomp the butter. I always hear things different, Joey. That's what makes jokes funny. And to recap, I, my, my ears just so many times I pull you aside, I and I said I thought he said that, and you would be crying laughing. 
And then we just thought we would run with that for the rest of the night. <laughs> My ears are hear different things, but it wants to hear. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, that first night we did stomp the butter when you went out at two in the morning and stomped the butter. You forgot about it the next morning, and didn't your dog come out and eat the butter or something? Yeah. Yeah, I'm on my way, my dog ate the butter. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been the second or third or fourth. Oh, man. Because we were running with the stomp the butter thing for a oh, while yeah. there. Of course. Yeah, All right, I finally got upset and actually stomped it. What do you got? Number two. Well, um, I thank Tommy for mentioning Richie Blackmore because this goes right to me. Uh, Ronnie James Dio is my number two. Um. When I was younger, I didn't quite like him so much, <laughs> but I got to tell you, uh, he's he's grown on me so much over the last 30 years or so. Uh, I listened to all the Rainbow stuff. I listened to all his Black Sabbath with Dio, and um, it's... Yeah, but with Dio's Dio solo already. Solo is well, awesome, too. It's, it's funny. That's my question, Ernie. If you had to choose... What do you pick? Which Dio do you pick? Sabbath. Is that just to hurt me? No. Sab uh, I'm not looking to hurt you. Dio, Dio solo is uh, it's just uh, metal, but it's 80s metal. It's uh, The other stuff sounds Sabbath and Rainbow is more timeless to me. I, th I, I put Rainbow and Dio solo. Even though Rainbow had, you know, they, listen, he's on my list. Uh, vocals wise, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. He, it's, now you're talking Jeff Tate. The, 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 these are the three Jeff Tate, Rob Halford, and Dio. These guys could sing like birds. Turn it on when they want, turn it off, sing as soft as angels, and then bring it I on. You know what I mean? I don't, so, I don't, even though Jeff Tate has the voice. I don't put him in that category just because of his, I think the style of Halford and Dio is undeniable, uh, is undeniable where Jeff Tate is just a little bit more of a, more generic to me. I, I don't know. Silent Lucidity <laughs> to me is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life. Probably top. Actually it was my daughter's song when she was first born. I sang that in karaoke with her, you know, about her, but, yeah, whatever. However you want to slice it, but Ernie, you know me with Sabbath. It's if it's either Ozzy or not. His lyrics just make no sense to me, and that's on the softball oh, team. Yeah. A joke about that. Jump, jump, jump the tiger. You know, it's like what? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, but we're not burn. talk. We're not talking about songwriting. We're not talking about lyrics because obviously right. we've already discussed Ozzy doesn't write any of his lyrics. So, but we're not talking. We're just talking about singers. Whenever, whenever people want to make fun of heavy metal music, they're all about that uh, Dungeon and Dragon crap. They're talking about Dio. Oh, of course. <laughs> Dio's on my list of my uh, honorable mentions, by the way. So I wasn't talking about the lyrics, but I'm just one of the things that kept me about him. But his voice, of course, without a doubt. But his single career to me with uh, Vivian Campbell was... Rainbow in the Dark, Last in Line. Yeah, those songs are amazing. The first, I think they kill the Sabbath. album is is really good. Yes, yeah, and, and that, that's where I know. I mean, obviously, I know Rainbow and Sabbath Dio too, but that's my Dio. My Dio is solo Dio, definitely. Oh, uh, my Dio. Album, it is good, but he sounds like he's talking to type. 
Sabbath. My deal is my solo deal. <laughs> oh, solo deal. Oh, solo deal. Oh, solo deal. I always, I DVR, there's a, there's a uh, show called Metal, I think Metal Mania or Metal Mayhem on, on MTV. And it airs in the middle of the night or something. I always DVR and I always watch it back. I don't know why. They, they're so fucking lame they don't change the videos so every episode there's minimum two dio solo songs minimum and there's a, either a sword or a dragon in every every video <laughs> don't go to the cheesy videos we can do that the motley crew that's, you know what that's a good yeah. category cheesy or even but we never even did best videos right cheesy we never did best metal groups but did what's what's, what's, what's metal Best hard rock, heavy metal, our best 80s bands. We didn't do our favorite bands? Of course we did. Ever? I don't think so. Our favorite bands ever? We didn't do our episode of our favorite bands ever? Ernie doesn't recollect. He had one Heineken that night. <laughs> Ernie, are you, are, we, are you serious? You serious? You serious? What you talking about? You serious? You talking about? You serious? What you talking about, Ernie? I saw him in the deal. Are you serious? You serious, Carlito? Listen, he's <laughs> one step away from guys here. Guys here, guys here. Guys Ernie, that's your job tonight. Go back and look at the episodes. Make sure we didn't. If we didn't do that, obviously that's our next episode. We're always looking for episodes we didn't realize we didn't do that one yet. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that tonight. Yes. Okay. Email me, email me before midnight. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch all of them tonight. Yes, that's what I'm. Look, doing. Colleen has all the episodes memorized, right? Ask her if she's if we've ever done that. She don't watch anymore. Uh, what? <laughs> she don't watch anymore. You just told me she watched you and Devito. I made her watch one one particular thing. That's what. <laughs> what was her What was her comments? She she, she, she thought it was terrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My wife used to go watch my my now wife used to watch me go play softball until she got me. She never went to a softball game or a tournament ever again. Why? <laughs> she always shows support to get me, get that ring, get it done. And then once I got it done, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I think about it. I don't want her to be one of those softball wives that show up supporting her husband. Yay, cheering Tommy, them on. Yay! Playing softball at a chair. Go home, do something. <laughs> don't, don't live on my coattails. It's bad enough I'm living on. on the, my life's over. <laughs> Playing slow pitch. <laughs> oh lord! All right, where the hell are we? Dio. All right, my Thank number. You. My number Tangents. two. Hold Remember, on, this is hard Joe. rock singers. We that's the category. Joe. Joe. Yes. You should have a buzzer. A buzzer is called a tandem alert. When we go on tangents, oh. when we're going off the rails, we're going off the rails. Back on the tracks. Back on the tracks. There you go. No, the tangents are better than the episode sometimes. <laughs> no, not with me. <laughs> never work. All right. No, never me. <laughs> never me. Never convicted never on no tangents. <laughs> Look, we were back on. We got zoom right back off again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to you on being relocated, realligated, revigorated. 
Oh, Carlito is unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's so good. Great movie. <laughs> Greatest one line. I'm reloaded. <laughs> Here come the pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, my number two. So this may seem a little, a little. I o- always was a big fan. Love the band. Now, weirdly, I'm. I got to play with him. I got to go. Eric Martin, Mr. Big. Always loved it, especially the first few Mr. Big records, which I was really into back when they first came out. Always loved his voice. It has, you know, again, it has everything about my other singers too. It's not just a good voice, but it has blues, it has rasp, it has feeling, it has delivery, style, all that stuff. And, you know, now that I got to know him, he's a nut out of his mind, super fun guy, great guy. Voice is still still off the charts, but even more so now I've heard other stuff that he's done. Like he did a covers record where he's doing all pop songs. He does a Mariah Carey song. He does um, a Bangles song. He does all this stuff. So his voice can really do anything. And, and it's a pleasure to hear him sing stuff that is out of the rock realm. Anyway, if he's watching this, I know I'm going to catch shit for this, but and he's going to probably say I'm only doing it for the episode, but I got to go number two. Eric Martin. Yes, concert you guys played that you displayed, his voice was freaking what I remember. So it's amazing at that age he can get it going, man, because it's great, man. I mean, that last concert you played? Yeah, yeah. You put on, I was in just to check it out. Not you, because we don't see you. (laughs) But um, no, his voice was on. His voice was really on that last concert. And uh, I wasn't a Mr. Big Guy. I hate tennis. I'm the one that forces everyone to change keys on guitars and open strings, and they hate me. So, Eric, you should understand that. The guitars. But uh, listen, don't know his body of work. Um, one day we'll meet Eric and we'll talk and bullshit. One about oh. a tone oh, to a tenor. He's a big we'll fan talk. of the show. He was on with us, obviously, one episode. He's a big fan of the show. Always talks about Ernie needs more more screen time. Doctor needs to stop interrupting. It. Look, that's what, that's what he says. <laughs> and I couldn't make it. No, you two would not be good on the same episode. He talks as much as you, and it would it would it'd be like having Devito on. <laughs> well, Devito just needs himself with a mannequin. Well, that was the problem with the Ernie episode. Ernie's trying to make a joke here and there, and Devito is just barreling right through like a tank. <laughs> Just crushing any words coming out of Ernie, Ernie's mouth. Devito's just like we used to call we used to call Billy Zemish shakes. It's Billy can come on and go. Listen, this is what's going on with my girlfriend. I go, oh yeah, Billy, hold on, son. Twenty shots, twenty shots. Billy, we drinking. I, I don't. Twenty shots. Oh my God, someone's got in a fight. So Billy, what are you saying? So where was I? Um, so he's, we used to call him shakes because he couldn't shake him well when he was on a topic. Again, I'll go my number two, Eric Martin. Um, This airs. Oh, this will air next week. I'll be on the road with Eric next week. I'm in Vegas. I'm in L.A. I'm in Northern California. So come and see us next week. I mean, check us out. I will not be on this next week. Hopefully you guys can continue your Sabbath episode uh, extravaganza next week. Uh, But. I'll be on the road with Eric next week. Come check us out. Eric, love you, and don't let those two little brats from Jersey. 
Fox in, okay? You keep going, buddy. Love you. Sound Febr great. February 18th, Vegas, 19th, LA, 20th uh, at the Canyon Club in California, too, right outside of LA. All right, Doctor, back around to you. Your number one hard rock singer of all time. Let me recap what you got so far. Jesus, look at this list. You're going to make fun of it. Number five, number Jeff Tate. Number four, Bono. Is that how you pronounce it? Bono. Bono. Oh, Bono, yes. Number Bono, three. Funny. Number three, Lane Stanley. Number two, Billy Joel. And your number one hard rock singer of all time. Don't Danny you. Glover, you are not the uncle. <laughs> Come, uh, really? It's, wait, say the name. Go ahead. Corey Glover. Really? Hands down. My favorite singer of all time. He can Ernie, do it you all. you knew this, Ernie? No. I, I know he loves him. But no, I, 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 that was not on my radar <laughs> at all. Um, doing Wikipedia tonight it was funny because I always was on the impression he was the nephew of Danny Glover, and uh, he wasn't. They're not <laughs> the related. Was I always thought they were related. They're not related at no, all. No, no, no. I wikied it. No, no. I did a little research. I did. It's, um, it's more fun if we keep them related. <laughs> okay, we'll keep it going. Yeah. So, um, the listen. Living Color is like top six bands to me. Uh, Reed picked them up. The, the guitarist heard him singing Happy Birthday at, at a birthday party. Really? And asked him to join the band. He was an aspiring actor before that. And I think that's what it, they, he, they pulled. He, wasn't he, was he in Platoon? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So he was an aspiring actor, did commercials and stuff like that. So I think that's where they, they made the uh, connection of Danny Glover and him. Oh, maybe and right, Ernie. right, right. They made some sort of connection. But Ernie, I went to see Jesus Christ Superstar with him as Judas, and the guy never, ever disappoints. His voice is—I'm sure if Eric is listening to this, he is revered as one of the greatest voices of—I mean—in rock and roll. I seen him jam. I seen him go up on stage and jam with rock bands. He's so respected. His voice is second to none. I'm, I'm being honest. You can do it all. He can just sing, or I he, like can, he can bring yeah. it on. Or, Everything or he can bring I, it on. I like Living Color. I don't know their complete body of work. Whatever I've heard, I always loved. Uh, the, yeah, I, I like that pick, Doc. That that festival you we were talking about before, where you came to see us with Eric last year, right? I right. think living we're going to be doing it again this year. Living colors on it, I think. Well, living color came up to Scranton, and there was only like a thousand people, like eight hundred people, in this four thousand venue, five thousand seat venue. They looked very disappointed. I don't know who told them that living color was so hot up in the sticks, <laughs> right, in the farmland. You know, the demographics don't support that, right. And I felt bad for them, but he went out there and he still kicked ass. And not to mention the band that's back oh, him the up. The band is insane, of course. But his, but his, uh, I mean, you have back in the day, you know how much I love Living Color because I asked you, you said you had gone somewhere in Manhattan 
this goes back years, Joey, like 40 years. Yeah. yeah. Well, not and, 40. Uh, well, maybe 40. Maybe 60. <laughs> I will. What were you? Three times. <laughs> he went in his Yoda. He went on someone's back. Um, your mom, I think, took you in a carriage to see. It was, Neil, it was Neil Kurt and the drummer of Living Color. And they had a drum off. And you said he got blown off the stage by Neil Kurt, right? Yes. What the hell was that? All right, Ern. We're up to your number one. Well, let's recap. Number okay. five. Now, one of you pronounced this correct way. Is it Ian Gillen or Ian Gillian? Ernie? I'm guessing it's Gillen, but... I always Ian. thought it was Ian, Ian Gillen, too. No, Ian. Gillian. Ian. Ian, yes. Ian. No, not the first... The first name is not what we're, we're questioning. It's the, it's the last name. <laughs> How do you pronounce Ian? Is it Ian Gillen or Ian Gillian? It's, it's, it's Ian. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, getting, we're almost at that. We're at that time now. All right, number four, Bon Scott. Number three, I can't argue with Ernie's next two. Jesus, Rob Halford. Number two, Ronnie James Dio. Your number one, hard rock singer of all time, Ernie. I think I know it. Tommy Snyder. You're a deuce, kiss ass bastard. What is it? Come on. Look no, at no. him. Look. You want to wait? Hold on a second. You just named Derek because you're number one. No, I, I didn't name him. No, he's my number two, not number one. Never, never number one. Number two. He's worried, he's, worried, <laughs> he's worried about the Norwegian part of the world coming down on Australia. That's what he's worried about. We're, we're playing when, risk, real life risk through our podcast. <laughs> yeah. right. when, like, when they're running through the streets, going. Yeah. <laughs> all right hold on ernie what's your number one stop it okay I, I i have another alternate number one besides tommy snyder i knew you were gonna make me choose another one uh my number one rock singer is also my number one singer period freddie mercury yep i knew it uh this was hmm. a no this i thought this was a no-brainer i can't i i accept i expected all your number ones to be freddie mercury that's that's how sure i am that that's the obvious choice. Yeah. Uh, nope, not for me. Not even close. He's not even on my my. It wouldn't even be in my top thirty. I like him. Don't love. He's got a great range, and he he can do a lot of fun, great things with his voice. Don't love. Don't love his tone. Don't love his style. I guess he doesn't. Uh. He doesn't rock you. <laughs> Well, you know what to say, Ernie. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> All right. Uh, I can't. I, 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 hard to believe, but okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to deny him. He is listed as number one vocalist of all time on the yeah, list. But, but what does that mean? By who? That, By who? I don't know. I don't know. Ozzy like came in number ten. So what does that say? So anyway, they always say, "Oh, they always say that he's number one." I always say, "Well, who's they? The who, the friends of them? Who's they?" <laughs> well, Bab Babbles used to do that to me in the ball. I go, they say this, and he goes, say you. I go, I don't know. <laughs> the, the people over there, who? who? The, the, those guys over there. <laughs> the guy in the corner. I just can't. <laughs> the, uh, listen, I heard a dark song by them recently because I was watching, <laughs> I'm sorry, Joey. I was watching a, a documentary on... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Me and Ernie's favorite Sabbath album, uh, Sabotage. There's a short documentary on it, and they compare a Queen song about the record company sucking the life out of you. And I forgot the name of it. 
and it was angry. But Freddie Mercury, like I agree with Joey, he's a great vocalist, but he's, I, I hate to say this, one trick pony, like oh, his see. tone never changes. It, it's, it's, tell it's, us why you do love him. Tell us why you love him. I don't wouldn't even know where to begin. Um, uh, every Queen album from '74 to '80 um, is packed with with great hard rock and with everything else. But it's, mm. uh, but I, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel the same way about Queen. I, I like Queen, it, but it it's almost I can't. It's not a Queen is not a band I can keep listening to. I enjoy a little little bit of Queen. Then I got to move on. I can't. It's. It's. I can't digest too much of Queen. It feels like maybe what Tommy said. It's almost like okay, one trick, not one trick pony, but it's. It's very over the top, theatrical almost, if, if you will. It's. It's what we talked about last week. Def Leppard idolizes Queen. That one album we spoke about, the busyness, the overproduction. The vocals over the top. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, people are going to hate me for this. And me and Joey aren't saying this. I'm going to bring Joey in on us too. It's just to me, when Freddie sings, it's always the same. It seems like not that much of a drastic difference than you hear most singers if they take it a, a tone in their voice, but they take it down and bring it up. It's always the same tone. Like it doesn't, the pitch doesn't change. Ernie, what did you think of Bohemian Rhapsody? Not the, the song. The, the, yeah. I, I thought it was average. Me too. I did not like... Did, I, I thought it was less, less than average. Did not enjoy by that movie way, at all. And, I, and believe way, it or not, I, I came out of that movie disliking Freddie Mercury. I didn't like him in that movie at all. Not the actor. I think, you know, as far as the actor was great, probably portrayed him ac accurately. I came out disliking the person of Eddie Mercury, I, uh, Freddie Mercury. I didn't think that he um, was a nice guy, a good guy. Um, the, 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 the movie I thought was fantastic, one. And two, the song, it was the drummer that hit the high note, just so you know that. Yeah. It was the whole band range. It wasn't just him. And that was glorified that Freddie Mercury had this seven octave range but listen i'm not knocking him he's freaking amazing i mean are you kidding me but i i can't sing him singing blues i can't sing he's him. no he's no bono <laughs> but he's boner boner to you now listen ernie i get it I, I i he's a great singer not my cup of tea not a guy i want not a voice i want to listen to sing the phone book that's what i'm looking for i'm looking for a guy that can sing wow, anything. I like, wow. You know what I mean? Just sing anything. I don't care what it is. To me, Freddie Mercury is in a box of what Queen does, and he does it fantastic. Did but you just I don't... learn What? Hello? Did you just learn your term? I love it. That's it. Guy that sings the phone book. <laughs> Did you just learn that on tour <laughs> last week? Tommy, I'm, I'm, I'm very... Uh, you expanding. I'm, I'm a world traveler. I've never heard that tour, but you nailed it. But you nailed it. That's a great term. That's a great term. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Again, good pick, Ernie. Yeah. I get it. Last, obviously, your picks are top-notch. Freddie Mercury, Dio, Halford. I get. I understand all of them. They're wrong, but I understand them all. All right, come on. Your turn. Let's do all right. Paul, Paul Stanley now. 
No, I, I mean, listen, I, I, I'll I always, I'll say it every week. You know, my always my top picks are always Kiss related. I digress and I and I say no, I'm not going to put Kiss on the lists. So let me let let me recap my five. Number five, Paul Rogers. Number four, Ray Gillen. Number three, David Coverdale. Number two, Eric Martin. Number one favorite rock singer of all time. And I don't know why. Does he have the best voice out of this bunch? I don't know. It's, he's the guy I enjoyed listening to probably the most. Steve Perry. Gotta go, I gotta go Steve Perry. I, I love, I just love his tone. Love his, his emotion in everything he sings. Lo love everything about it. Obviously, I love the journey. Songs, songs mean a lot to me. I'm not saying that you know the songwriting have has a lot to do with it but i just love his tone and his vibe on those journey songs i don't know what else he can sing but i love and i love some of his solo stuff i just think he's he's perfect do you hear do you hear what you just said everything you just described that you didn't like freddie about freddie mercury you no, just said about perry no i i it's haven't heard thing. no i haven't it's heard him same, sing it's the same no thing it's the same I, tone Every time Steve it Perry does change. not have the same. Come on, Jesus Christ! Oh. And Steve yeah, because because Jeff Steve Tate is in a box. <laughs> you know what's in a box? Your ass is in a box. <laughs> Stop, Dick. I'm never stoke. Yep. <laughs> like, like like I stated earlier, ladies and gentlemen, anything you say, your ass is in. That's this one. Always funny. Stops. It stops the conversation short. Yeah, is a yep. I got I gotta go Steve Perry. I, I, I always loved him, always will. Great. That's who I want to listen to when I put on when I put on a singer. Same, same tone all the time. Doesn't change the tone. Uh, it's it's Freddie Mercury. I'm not knocking Perry, but if you're gonna knock Mercury, and Mercury has you're talking to the greatest rock and roll singers of all time. This is what's hysterical about this podcast. First, but and if you're gonna knock one, you have to admit defeat, Joey. Hold on. First say, of all, I completely disagree. Steve Perry only has one tone. Number two, Bono and Lane Staley do why they're they they do a lot. Jesus Christ. I heard Lane, I had a conversation with Lane Staley the other day. He's like this. Well, how are you today? I'm like, what the hell is what are you doing? Yep. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to stay frozen, but you made me laugh. <laughs> anyway, that's now, my number Lane, one like, Now, Lane Stanley really is a man in a box. <laughs> Perfect. And we're out. All right. Honorable mentions. What do you got? Doctor, what do you got? I got paper. You guys made fun of each other to the greatest, to the two greatest singers of all time. And they both, to me, are the same shit. <laughs> same tone. Um, well, I had James Dio. So I got to go with my boy, James uh, Jim Morrison. Yeah. Because I'm the only baritone during the 80s. And the monkey singer made fun of, which I hated forever. They made fun of him in an interview that, well, he's a baritone. He'll never be able to make a rock and roll. So, Jim Morrison is a baritone. God bless you. I love you. You might be the man in a box. You might be this and that. 
<laughs> Maybe another door open for you. He's in it. Jim, Jim Morrison is in a different kind of box. <laughs> his, box his box has a door. <laughs> his box is called a tub, according yeah. to the movie. I'm the man in the tub. <laughs> Any other? What else you got? Any others? No, I I had I had deal. Yeah, Ernie, what do you got? All right, here's my uh. Uh, my Naughty Holder, the, uh, the singer of Slade. Oh, okay. What's his name? Naughty Holder. Naughty, N O D D Y is his first name. I've never heard right. his name. Right, I'm out. I'm out. Wow. He's being, he's being counterculture now. No, I, 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 yeah, love, I, I think I love that's a good pick, Ernie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have two other choices. Um, one. Is the great choice, and you're not going to argue with it. The other one, Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. I, no, I, 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 it's okay. Yeah, he's I, my favorite. Where are we going with this? What's the other one? Oh, the other guy. Uh, we're talking rock singers, McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> you went with Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Cool. So is McCartney? So obviously McCartney. You like McCartney better than Lennon singing, as far as the um the rock songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with that's, you on that. That's that's split. That's that's really split because John Lennon actually, you know, taught Paul McCartney. It's it's so hard because Paul McCartney was a little Richie guy. So that's what so that's where his vocal range came in with the falsetto and the but John Lennon to this day when you to this day when you read documentaries and stuff that uh my darling on uh you know my darling oh darling no oh, yeah that's and when what... he says screaming again John no, Lennon swears that he should have sang that song because oh. he could scream better than really? Paul McCartney. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's, I don't even think it's close. I think McCartney's voice destroys Lennon's voice. No, destroys it. Right. Not Vocal range. Lines. No, but not range. And I just like his tone, his style, everything about it. No, I agree. I, I agree one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Not an McCartney, argument. McCartney definitely thinks better than Lennon. I can prove it. Lennon's dead. <laughs> Look. Well, well, next week we'll have McCartney on. We'll see what he says. We should have said rock song. Will McCartney be alive by next week? <laughs> That's a good question. Jolyn Turner. Love Jolyn Turner's voice. Again, I don't know the body of his work. He's done so many solo albums. I don't know a lot of his work. Um, the stuff that I love, his the Ingve album he's on, I love. Obviously, I love the rainbow stuff that he does. But I don't know enough about his body of work. But everything that I've ever heard him do, just a smooth, smoky, perfect voice. Great voice. Even a little trivia, he sings backup on the first ZO2 record on a couple songs. Another one, Lou Graham. I don't know how nobody picked Lou Graham. Love Foreigner, incredible. And the other one, now this is not necessarily an honorable mention, but this was someone that surprised me. I had never seen this person sing live before. Obviously, I've seen a lot of singers live before. This person, I saw him in a theater. We opened up for this guy. And ne never always loved his style, loved the band, never thought that much of him as a singer. Just never thought, really never even thought twice about it. Brian Johnson. He's, I, he, I heard him sing live in front of me, five feet from me. 
the most powerful voice I've ever heard. Did he pitch for the Yankees? The lefty? <laughs> oh, that's Randy Johnson, I think. It's oh, Randy. Okay. Just insanely powerful. Unbelievable, his voice. You don't think of him as the singer because he's a growling Ernie. and he's, you know, but Ernie, insane. Ernie, Ernie, can we talk? <laughs> Come on, Ernie, what do you got? I think it's interesting that you choose Paul Rogers and Lou Graham because Foreigner was purposely put together to be the next bad company. And they were, that's what they were trying to be. I mean, it, I think they were bigger than bad company. Yeah, but the bad company was first. The, yeah. When Foreigner was, was forming. I didn't know Foreigner that. Was not bigger than bad company when Foreigner was first forming. So who, who <laughs> did that, Ernie? Who put them together to, to be the next bad company? Oh, no, they did it. They did it themselves. Oh, okay. Was, that was the thinking, yeah. Really? Foreigner was Bad Company Part 2. It was, uh, what, what year did Foreigner start? 78. Nice. I think. So, yeah, like we know. 78, <laughs> 78 is an incredible year, by the way. Good year, good year. Good year for Scotch. Yeah, but 79, Ernie, 79 is when he really kicked into his solo career. I'm just throwing out numbers. With Van Halen one and the first Cars album, there's so a lot of good stuff going on in '78. Another good topic: five greatest years for music. That's that would be hard. No, I'm in the '70s. I'm in the '70s. Five greatest dates. Period. Exactly. (laughs) Five greatest times. One day right now, Christmas Eve, '69. (laughs) That's a good one. No, that's not. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So back to our contest, everyone. Email us at top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. Send us your pictures of you wearing the Ernie shirt and holding an Ernie shirt to be eligible to win to come on our show and be one of our guests. And if you stop the butter at the same time, we'll even let you choose the topic. Guys, any last words? If they more certain and we give them the show, the show's theirs. <laughs> you know, I'm, Not- my last words, there's certain places in my life I never thought I would be sitting in my car in a sally port in the courthouse <laughs> so I can get reception, so I can put my car in reverse and park it and go back inside. It's That's not that cool. cold out there. At least it's not freezing. You're not going to be uh, Bon Scott. It's, it's, yeah. com- it's, com- it's well, it's there was close. that one time where my, there was that one time where my head was out leaning over the passenger seat of my car in front of Episcopalian church. And my door was open and I was throwing up in the gutter and passed out with the car rolling. And it was people going to church and no one called the police or an ambulance. Oh, take this. See, here's the story. Go like this. Rewind it. Let me hear the story, please. We were out drinking on Flatbush. So I went to my car. It was on Avenue R, the Episcopalian church. And I was, I got in the car. It was like 15 degrees out and I had to throw up and I leaned over my passenger seat because <laughs> okay. I didn't want my car door open, taking my, my door taken off. Right into the, street, in the gutter. Right. My body, my face is in the gutter, <laughs> hanging out of the car, okay. car still running. And I threw up and I passed out and I wake up the people <laughs> going to church and no one gives a fuck. <laughs> They probably thought you were dead. These, these are Christians. These are Christians. <laughs> oh God! See now, let's we go back. Don't you wish there was some footage of that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, everyone. The problem with the footage, if you showed the footage, you never want to see it again. These are yeah. memories. They're more. They're, they're better than because yeah, they get they get they get blown out of proportion. You're right. Different, you know, different. Everything's funnier. When, you know what? Perfect. When, you just hit it right on the head. You're so right. Memories grow over the years. They change. They change. Everything <laughs> is gets better when you look back at something. You're like, oh yeah, that wasn't as good as I thought it was. Good. That's not how I remember it. Ernie, I think you go from like zero to hero sometimes in these memories. I, I have a feeling that was a some kind of weird Aussie Sabbath shit reference. That's 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 our cue to get the hell out of here. All right, everyone. We'll Hold see on, you I next time. I want to say one about Bon Scott that you made me think of the hypothermia. Because whenever anybody talks about Bon Scott, I start laughing when they talk about how he died. And people, like, what, what the hell's wrong with you? For some reason, I get the image of the end of The Shining anytime anybody talks about Bon Scott. <laughs> Terrible. That's <laughs> disgusting. But yeah, you're probably right. That, that pops in my head. God, how, how fucking drunk do you have to be? You're not, you don't even realize you're cold. You don't realize it? No, no. You pass out in a car, drunk, without turning your car on, and <laughs> you just freeze at that. Yeah, but I, if I fall asleep in a car and I, I'm going to wake up because I'm freezing, my body's going to be no, it's called, it's shivering. Called passing, it's called passing yeah, out. I guess so. Or in front of the church, <laughs> vomiting. Never intended. <laughs> All I right. Think my sister got, I think my sister got married in that church. But anyway. <laughs> Are they still together? There you go. <laughs> you know what? For their anniversary, for their 50th anniversary, I'm going to go back there and pass out in front of the church. Reenact it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> happy, and, and video it. Happy anniversary. This might, this might be the only time in, in New York City history where cops don't really give a shit anymore. <laughs> don't worry about everything else. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time, everyone. Get the hell out of here.